Thank you for joining us once again for another night of underwater adventures. I am your host and dungeon master, Kenny. I have with me the fantastic opportunity of having my entire party here, starting with our bard. Hey guys, this is Lauren. I will be playing Vala, the Asimar bard. Our fighter. Hey everyone, this is Nick playing Nalos, the Triton fighter. Our druid. Hey, it's Karak, the Reef Shark. <laughs> you know, I knew someone was going to like do a goof, and I just wasn't ready for it to be you. Uh, <laughs> our rogue. Blub, 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 blub. Our barbarian. Hey, this is Pahokwi, Yak Folk Barbarian, here to have maybe a kaiju fight. <laughs> and our warlock. Hey, it's your boy Cody playing Necro. So when we last left off, the majority of our party had just come face-to-face -face with the uh, creature that we are affectionately referring to as an Abeleth, a large, red, three-eyed, in a vertical line on its face, fish monster, roughly the size of a large killer whale. It has several long tendrils, uh, and clearly the ability to communicate telepathically. Um, I think that I spoke with... Nalos and Kurak at the end of last session, but um, didn't record it. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So do we want to go ahead and go through those scenes again for the posterity of it all? Yeah, sure. Um, do you remember roughly how they went? I don't remember the exact words I used. Ah, uh, shoot. Okay, then we'll just go. We'll just run it again, if that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I just didn't know if you guys like made notes that I didn't want to like... Nope. Undo. I did not make notes. Uh, okay. The the only note that I have is that I, uh, me and Nalos are have water breathing cast on us from the Aboleth for some reason. Right. Um. So, <clears throat> okay. So Nalos, you went into the ocean far ahead of the rest of your party. Yes. And you had that sort of spooky interaction where the fish were just watching you in the water. Yes. And. Uh, you and see, it remarked that I'm far from home. Yes, that was something you could you could perceive in them that you're, uh, and then you sort of hear this low, resonant voice in your head, right? And, and that's what says you're far from home. And then you see its three red eyes begin to glow in the darkness beneath you and rise up to meet you, mm -hmm. and then you you recognize it immediately, uh, the Abeleth to you and your people, is essentially the underwater boogeyman. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure how much interaction there was between the two of you until it remarks that you're, you have a friend coming who doesn't belong. And that's say, I think... Good. That, that sounds about right. All right. Like I, had, I had very limited interaction with it. And so Karak shows up in his reef shark form. And uh, did, did you stay in your reef shark form? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So it would have also communicated with you. Um, and sort of you sort of get this deep, resonant voice. Uh, and so it... Uh, this is probably something that I didn't say, and, and it's how you guys got water breathing cast on you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can sort of see one of its long tendrils, one of its thicker tendrils, sort of 
like draw a big wide circle around you all, and you can see that it has like a membrane, like a like almost like a like a slime layer to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's sort of whipping strands of this of this slime into the water. And as it touches you, you feel the ab- the ability to breathe underwater. If you okay. didn't already have it. Okay. Spooky. Yep. And it's at that point where it remarks that uh, it sees your other friends approaching, um, and it extended one of its tendrils out to each of you to grab hold while it would bring you along to rendezvous with your friends. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. And okay. so <laughs> we we go back to your friends swimming along the surface, uh, and then one after another getting grabbed by the other aboleth tendrils and being pulled under the waves. And uh, I think darkness. No, your spectral raven. Uh, uh, Necro was like, "This shit's whack." <laughs> Watch the fuck out. Uh, I got a real bad feeling about this guy. And uh, so, yeah, let's just get let's be we're right there. The entire party has been dragged underwater, and it is somewhat face to face with this gigantic being in the open water. You guys are about. 30 to 35 feet from the surface. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did I introduce everybody, or did I skip people? I think we introduced everyone. Necro, uh, did, I, did I get you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I just... Wow. I hit 30, and I, I'm losing my memory. Um, <laughs> okay, so you all can hear this resonant voice. Uh, as was said... Um, Leonara and Necro, you guys are actively drowning. Um, but this sort of mucus that's on the tendrils that have, have wrapped around you and pulled you under have made contact with you, and you guys are also under the effects of water breathing. You have the ability to breathe water, that is. So not actively drowning anymore? Right. Yay. So you're sort of like resisting and thrashing around and then that mucus begins to seep into your skin a little bit and you can breathe. It's kind of a, a, a relief realization. I've taken a nice big drink of water. Okay. Uh, it's ocean water. So, you know. Gross-ish. Yeah, yeah for I you probably. And not drown anymore. So I will take it. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's not get into the biological aspect of water breathing, shall we? I don't know how it works, and I'm not going to try and find out right now. This is no time for science, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this large being sort of becomes more sleek in its frame as it releases its tendrils and sort of lays them flat against its long body uh, and begins to swim around you almost like a hungry shark, but it's three eyes peer at the party in a sort of a cluster, uh, in the middle of its pacing circle. Okay. And you, you all sort of at the same time, unless anyone wants them, inlet, it's going to try and communicate with you all telepathically. You may try and resist this if you want to. Will we know that it's just trying to communicate and not trying to like 
mind control or anything? Um, because, nope. <laughs> no, it, well, no, no, no. You you would because it's not a this. You're you're you feel it trying to probe at your mind, but it's not. Um, it's not attempting to control you. It's not. There's no spell to this. It's almost like I you hear tell that. Like if I think that it's going to try to mind control me or charm me or do any kind of mind altering effects, I would let's resist let's, it. Let's uh, say it's it's more like um, the response that your your brain sort of goes through when you hear someone whisper, and you like refine your senses to focus on the whisper so you can actually hear it. It's like that. So you hear a whisper. Do you? Okay. Do you then guys then, try yeah. And, like, um, okay. I'll, I'll just hear it. Okay. I won't try yep. to argue it. Yep. I so, would like to listen to it. It sort of, you know, has this sort of deepy, deepy, deep voice to it. I wouldn't use the word DP again. Yeah. 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 No, I gotcha. Um. What brings you all into my lair, my home? My dominion. Well, uh, I got thrown in, sir. I did not mean to be down here. I, 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 I was was hiding the the people up there. They 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 came after me, and and I didn't mean to to intrude. They wish to make it with our fighter. <laughs> I cannot say that I blame their simple ways. You see, they serve me, and I... And it almost seems to wink one of its three eyes at Nalos when it says this. You know that I have a way with people. They serve me and wish to be as me of the water and the ocean. Why would they not want to be like you? Also, <laughs> but that doesn't answer my question. I hear your brains, they thrum like weak hearts. Why are you in my dominion? What brings you to the shore? Well, we were sent on a, to complete a task for uh, the Thalwin capital. Uh, so we're here now. Uh, and then uh, your servants kind of chased us into the water. I feel that only one of you, two maybe, were chased to the water. <laughs> I know one of you came here on purpose to hide. It's at this point you can see another... So the water is not dark, it's not murky, but... Especially for not Nalos, it's hard to see long distances in water. Mm -hmm. um, even large beings can only be a hundred or so feet away and are completely invisible. 
It's right. at this point in this dialogue where you see another sort of large mass creep into view and perfectly in tandem on the other side of this continuing uh, encircle is a second Abeleth. Jesus, really? Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Is it necessary? Hold on. I, I cosmic zap that second Abeleth. <laughs> <laughs> You have no power here. No, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> nothing, uh, else, nothing else happens of that. Okay. So do you continue saying things, or are you, or are you waiting for it to respond to what you said? We... Yeah, we've already told him that we were sent by Chet. Uh, he doesn't consider what happened to me to be being chased out here, but okay. <laughs> it's fair-ish. Yeah, or you could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Like, not the water, but you know. <laughs> so, you are errand folk for the capital? And, what... and for others, if if they need it. Some ah. might even call us heroes. Others well, may call to... us murderers. <laughs> <laughs> These are all good words to my ears. Or, well, as you would think them to be, ears. I happen to find all of those nouns appealing. And... I could put those nouns to service for me. What, what kind of service? Mandatory or willingly, I suppose. Well, uh, I suppose that might be all right. Um, you're, uh, you're trying to uh, control this town, correct? Oh, I would say I'm quite well in control. Okay. Well, uh, this, uh, this town happens to be uh, a part of the uh, Felwyn Forest, and our employer uh, would want this town to be under his dominion. So... Uh, uh, would you sign this contract we have to swear fealty to Chet and the capital felon? Tell me of this Chet and why I would bend at Finn to his will. Uh, he's a very powerful, um, magic person. And he, uh... I don't know if he would come down here himself, but uh, he certainly wouldn't like there being somewhere that's not under his control in his forest. So it might be less uh, less of a problem for you if, uh, if you were to, to not make him angry. Ah, 
That was what I was looking to hear. I ask you, as the voice boxes for this chat, would he recognize me as the ruler of this township if I bent the fin to him? Most likely. Yeah. Is that your word? We can give you a more definitive word if you allow us some time to to talk to Chet. Where is he? In the capital. A ways away, a week or more. I am not a being that knows patience well. So, if I grant you your wish to speak to this Chet, then we will do so on my whim. I will craft for you at the snap, well, I don't have hands, so that I suppose that idiom doesn't work. I snap for him. He rolls one of his red eyes. I will craft for you a path, a quick path, but a path you must take quickly. Okay. Is this, to, is gonna... to the capital city? To where you last saw him. Well, would that well, do? Uh, we can't be certain, I feel. Would, would we also have to return would... along this path? Oh, it would be assured. Uh. I will yank you back across it, for I will not be beyond you at any point. I can give you my word. I'll risk the path. You know how, like, when your eyes sort of curve a little and make a certain Mm -hmm. shape when you smile widely? Yes. Its eyes do that. Magnificent. (laughs) Then, and it sort of lashes out like spears, one of its tendrils to each person. And you see the other abolith sort of disappear into a school of fish. Grab a hold and let go, and not before you see Earth beneath your feet. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I do. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. I'm in. Right, so I guess I'll, I'll just grab it with my sharky mouth. Okay. <laughs> um. It begins to start to swim in the same circle, but much quicker, faster turns. Uh, A little small torrent begins to erupt in that center, and then it dives into it through a gateway that appears amongst it. And then you are not in the middle of this ocean anymore, but you're still in water, black water. You can feel that you're still touching the abelis tendrils. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but you're not in the ocean anymore. For that, you're sure. The water tastes different on your skin. Smells different in your lungs. It's thick and heavy. Puts a, a knot in your stomach. Does anyone open their eyes? Can sharks close their eyes? You know what? Let's not worry about that. <laughs> um, they often the roll is their no. eyes yeah. back whenever <laughs> they fight. Yeah, whenever their mouths are, are agape to attack something, they're, they, they roll their eyes into their head to protect them. Okay. And that's only most sharks. Fuck it. Just, that's why, don't worry about it. <laughs> I look. Yeah, yeah, I want to open my eyes, see what's going on. I just want to hear your description. Right. I was never not looking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you are all in a a weird black abyss that begins almost immediately illuminate with bioluminescent colored lights that sort of flicker and flash in the distance, and then they flash closer, and then they flash closer, and then they flash closer. The Aboleth noticeably hastens his pace. Um, it almost seems frightened. As it then sees, you know, another gateway appears before it. The last thing you can see of this area before you go through that gateway is all of those lights were a, a array, an array of teeth in growing maws that engulfed each other's mouth with its own mouth, gnawing closer to you all. And then, through the portal, you are in the um, throne chamber of the Felwyn Capitol building, except you are encased in a 50-foot wide, 30-foot deep, or, no, sorry, backwards, 30-foot wide, 50-foot deep, floating glob of water. And Chet is audibly surprised and is standing cat, uh, with a sort of device in his left hand and a staff in his right. And then he sees you all and go and relaxes. So, sort of. <laughs> and the Abolith's voice resonates in your brains once again. Is this... He that is Chet. Yes. Yes. Sure is. That's our boy. Then, then fall from the water, but do not take your hands from me, and speak and tell him my demands. All right. I try to do what he told us to do. All right. So you guys sort of like plop out of the water, but you're still maintaining physical contact. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what Necro does. <laughs> yeah, how do you Don't do worry. that? Karak <laughs> is just like <laughs> hanging off of the tendril, still uh, biting it. Can't can't okay. participate. I I guess I'll I'll uh, release my wild shape uh, okay. and then take his tendril out of my beak. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry to somewhat force your hand in that. I'm, I feel I feel bad. <laughs> All right, Chet. There's there's very very little time for us to explain. Uh, but this is the thing that's in charge of Port Lanvast, or at least plans to be, and he won't 
sign and swear fealty to you unless you agree that he can be in charge and we really need you to talk with him because this is bad and and i really want to spend as little time with this as possible please help us chet seems to listen and watch nalos's um what's the word uh franticness no 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 um his his fuck terror yeah, let's say that he sees the terror sort of very quickly set in in him, and he looks at the obelisk directly, and you all can hear him speak openly. Am I to understand that I have the distinct pleasure of looking upon a rare and elusive, magnificent being known as an obelisk? You can sort of hear the obelisk's voice. It's a whisper because you can tell he's talking to Chet directly. Mm-hmm but you can hear it sort of in the distance because you're attuned to the voice a little at this point. Yes, and, and then it says, and it sort of proudly proclaims, I am, and its, its, its name sounds like loud white noise to you all. In fact, it hurts you to hear it. Uh, it seems to be from some sort of cursed language where the words themselves are painful. So the majority of you probably like try and like, you know, grasp your head to cope with it. Or it's like a sudden onset migraine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oof. Uh, and check us. Ah, yes. I believe I know true magnificence when I am bestowed with a guest of such quality. I will absolutely look forward to working with you as you will reign supreme over Port Lin Vos. Uh, but of course, I will need you to sign this contract. And he sort of produces a contract. Um, whoever had it, you realize it's no longer in your possession. Oh, okay. That, what? Uh, <laughs> that's weird. Because he, cause Chet has it now. Well, yeah, but like, how did he get it from me? That's complicated. Okay. The same way that he just has them when they're done being signed. That's true. Magic pockets. Yeah. Very useful. He walks forward and extends it, and and in his other hand, he has ink and quill. And uh, the abolith takes a free tendril, because I'm not going to try and count how many it has. I'm just going to say that it has them. Um, and begins to attempt to take the quill and write upon the contract. And... It's at this point you hear Chet's voice sort of lash into your minds quickly, butting the obelisks out. Release and fall to the ground. And as that obelith begins to write its name, it looks up at Chet and he has grabbed the tendril. What are you all doing at this point? Uh, letting go. I let the fuck go. Following directions. Letting go. Letting go. Uh, at this point, Chet has swapped to speaking audibly. Um, and as he says the following dialogue, a a withering creeps up the obelisk tendril, reducing it to a skeletal framework. I would never deal with these sort of people or beings of any realm or plane that would dare lay a hand on those that would die for me. For that, you will receive what you have asked them of, death. Good day. Uh, and with that, the water sort of 
splashes to the to the um to the tiles and this large skeleton just falls to pieces. Well Brutal And we thought that we were gonna be the ones to die. <laughs> I had a plan the whole time, but I'm glad that you showed up, chat. You guys work for a lich. <laughs> <laughs> Like duh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, he sort of does. You're right. He's it's not like, often face to face with you know the scariest folk story of your people. That's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Chet sort of dusts himself off and like looks at the state of his throne room and goes, "Well, now, I would ask how you all are, but I imagine it's been a impressive decline with a sudden spike of inequality." Yeah. Moist. Uh, that's that's a way to put it. Yeah. Uh, things happened. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Well. It's not real. <laughs> I probably look like a fucking wet mop right yeah, now. I was gonna say, this I'm room has become awfully uh, unpleasant. Uh, join me in my side chamber. I wish to hear the entire story. It's important. Oh, and also... Uh, by the way, at this point, you guys realize you can't breathe. <laughs> and you're like, man, I wish I had some water to breathe because I can't breathe air right now. Even me? Yeah, even you. And so Chet kind of gives you guys this weird look like, what the fuck's wrong? Everyone make concepts. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. Twenty two. Five. I'm looking at a good old thirteen. First I got and now I'm gonna lose my lungs. <laughs> 17 for Necro. I got an 8. 22 as well. Alright, so the 8 and the 5. Uh, you guys fall unconscious from not being able to breathe. Um, so everything under a, a what? I was... I couldn't hear. Everything under a 10. Okay. Including 10, I should say. Everything under 11. Yeah. Alright, so... Uh, the bard and the, the, the rogue collapse, grasping for breath, and the rest of you guys are able to sort of, like, hold your resolve for a second. And Chet goes, oh, right, Abolith, yeah, sorry. And he sort of raises both of his hands, and you guys get cloaked in white energy that, like, pulls the mucus off of you that it had put on you, and the moment it's gone, you guys can breathe air again. <gasps> Fucking disgusting. Do I regain consciousness? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck squid. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I'm terribly sorry. I forgot in my encyclopedic knowledge of most things that Avales have that thing where they make you breathe the thing. They, they, you get it. You were there. Uh, so, yes. Um, please. Uh, oh. Yes, you all smell dis. dis uh, 
I don't even have a nose. And he sort of snaps his fingers, and you guys are immediately affected by the press of digitation spell and are cleaned. <laughs> I'm going to hold up my, my hands and go, do you know any mending spells for reattaching body parts? Um, no. No. Okay. I mean, if you see the sisters, two of them are quite well trained in divine healing, but that is not something that I studied. My devotion is to the arcane. But uh, you all seem well enough to come to this side chamber. Please, I'd love to know it all. There will be food and drink served. I'm sure you all are famished. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll follow him to the side chamber. Okay. Yep. I'll yep. follow you anywhere as long as it doesn't go to the God's damned ocean. <laughs> I will also like to follow for that food. And with that, he sort of clacks his bony hands together and uh, a slew of servants appear to the chamber uh, and drop some food and wine and water and ale. And he sort of sits down at the, the oval table um, and sort of encourages you all to relax and, you know, make yourselves as home as possible. And but good. How how could we relax? Like that whole town is a disaster right now. Is that something you voice? Yes. Uh, he goes. Oh. He. Yes. Uh. Well. Not to put it simply, but that's a bit of you all's problem. After our discussion here, I expect you all to return to Portland Voss and assist them in reestablishing some modicum of order, and uh, whether or not you all supplant someone to run that town or someone of their own volition stands forward, uh, I need that contract signed. Okay. I imagine the people that were once heavily influenced by the Abeleth, depending upon the intensity of that influence, either dissipated entirely or have reverted to their former selves. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. Actually, one, one thing we should mention, uh, when we were there, we may have saw another Abeleth. Oh. There might be another one there. Hmm. Well... If there is a second Avaleth, then the effects will not have changed at all. If that is the case, I will have one of the sisters post outside of Port Linvas. If you see any further influence of Avaleth upon the port, I have you please leave the town, retreat temporarily, inform the sister she will find you. If and if only then there is another Avaleth, then I will make an appearance and handle it. Thank, thank you, sir. Okay. I put quite the hefty task on you all's plates, but it's not to fight dragons and abeleths. We, we could have done it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had not. a plan. <laughs> not two. Couldn't have fought two. One. Eight. I think both of my fists could have fit in their mouth, even at the size of a house. <laughs> Chet sort of shakes his head at Pahokwi a little and goes, 
I would like you, my good friend, to throw your eyes upon that skeletal, stat skeletal statue I have in my throne room when you leave, and let me know where you find a mouth on those beings. I would make one. Ah, <laughs> of course. So, tell me where your troubles with Portland Voss began, or, or if you would actually indulge me, tell me of your entire time at Portland Voss. Well, uh, we were there for uh, less than a day, I think. This is when I start eating and drinking, since I wasn't <laughs> there for that session. <laughs> so you guys sort of give them their spiel. Yep. Um, so we don't have to, like, rehearse it for the fourth time. Yeah. Um, and Chet sort of just seems to be writing down the occasional note uh, on some papyrus. It was interesting. Well, I suppose it would have been impossible for you all to have known that you were dealing with some sort of aboleth. So I understand why you felt the water was safe. But I suppose you all are now quite intimate with the threat that they hold, and should you see something similar in the future, you can remind yourselves of the impressive blunder you all committed by going directly into its den. Oh, we can assure you, you know, we won't make that mistake again. I will at least attempt not to. Brilliant. So... That last part, right before the Avalith arrived, that intrigues me. An Avalith with the ability to perform teleportation magic is a rarity among the rare, and marginally terrifying. I'm incredibly happy with my decision to destroy it. Me too. On, on that matter, you all have wasted a lot of time in the there and back again, and I need you to settle Portland Voss post haste. So, I'm sure that it was probably quite spooky, for you all to have arrived here in the methodology for what you did, but I'm afraid I will have to send you back in a similar fashion. Just dandy. Are you going to drop us back in the water? No, I will drop you back... Uh, oh, yes, no, I can detect the presence of your crab. I will drop you at... Uh, to Chess... Chester? Chester? Cheston? Ch Chesapeake, Chesapeake. Sir. I will drop you at Chesapeake. Wonderful, thank you. Um, one or two of you may be five feet or so off the ground, but the rest of you should certainly be on the ground. Okay. <laughs> Good please, enough. Please, fill your bellies and, and stoke your your uh, your stomachs, uh, or whatever it is you do, um, before I send you off. You should make sure that you indulge in the niceties while you have them. Okay. I will certainly take him up on that. I am still eating. <laughs> Heavily. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get my protein. Am I rem remembering correctly you all inquired about the lich boy that lived in Portland, Voss? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we did. We have errands for, for the dragon fellwind. Mm, yes. Um, oh, well, I can tell you that dragon's name. It's only really burdensome if you hear it from him directly. Uh, you may know that dragon as Kunduka. Duka is his last name. 
Okay. So, uh, uh, just a small yes, like that. If you uh, happen to see the young lichling, um, do yourself a favor and endear yourself to it at first. Until you know its weakness, you will do very poorly in any combat with it, even if you will handedly defeat it. I think... Good advice. <laughs> yeah, very wise. Well then. Lure it into a trap with our impressive charisma, and then smash it like the tiny bug that it is. It is not the bug you must smash, my good friend. It is the bug's home. But enough about that. I see you uh, all house. seem quite ready, yes? Ready yeah. as can be. Ready to go back. Well, let's uh, go back to the other chamber. Space will be required. I take a little bit more food. Walk <laughs> back to the chamber with them with the food. Okay. Oh, and you all, do me a favor. In the future, try not to surprise me with guests of that nature. I will do my best not to. If possible, again. If possible. Well, yeah, no problems. Stand, stand close together. Oh, and when you feel your feet hit the ground and you don't recognize the area and you can't see Chesapeake, you probably should run. Okay. <laughs> and with that, uh, sort of at that I'll grab my shield and my trident and just, just be ready. Yep. <laughs> uh, with that, he sort of begins an incantation. You sort of see um, rune etching begin to light up progressively in a circle around you all. And uh, once it finishes, the floor just disappears and you all fall into a black abyss. And you can see, looking up, uh, that the sort of floor just reforms where you were. And as the last few stones do that, it goes black for just a, a blink of an eye. And then you're in a long wall and roofless cobblestone hallway. Um, I understand that. Fuck, that doesn't make a lot. Of, there's a cobblestone path, basically, that you're on. Um, and you can see maybe... A hundred feet in the distance, there is a simple oaken door with no lock on it. And then you all hear a rampaging noise behind you. I run for the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running. Okay. Uh, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> with, the um, with my many barbarian movement, I move swiftly towards the door. Yeah. So you all run. Um... No one except for uh, Necro hears this, but you hear the voice of the Raven Queen. And she whispers delicately into your ears, My child, I must tell you, do not look back. I, I heed her, her warning and just continue forward, looking forward. Does anyone look back? God, I, I would totally look back because I made really bad decisions. I keep running. Um, 
Yeah, no, Nara doesn't know Sultan Lot. I would totally look back. Anyone else? No. I, I, I want to know what it is. All right. Anyone else? Nope. I have a point to go to. I'm rushing to it. Lauren? Uh, I'm going to not look back. Okay. So the two of you that look back, um, you all see a single massive creature. It is almost the entire, it's, it's, it's sort of circular in profile. Uh, and it's almost entirely the, like, it almost fills the entire hallway that you're in. Um, it looks most like an, like an earthworm, except it has a gigantic maw at the end with mm -hmm. teeth that protrude from the edges of its maw and then fall off and get reabsorbed by the body and sort of like replace themselves. Mm -hmm. And it has human-like hands clawing at the, the sides of the hallway to p push it forward. Run, guys. It's the truth. Both of, <laughs> both of you make wisdom saving throws. Yep. 14. 22. Okay. The sight of this creature alone does not instill a lasting madness within you. But let's say uh, for Leonara, once a harvest moon, this thing will creep back into your nightmares. Uh, yeah, it's scary. Uh, and it, as it sees you all, a eye comes forward from the middle of its maw that mm -hmm. then cracks open to another mouth that screeches at you as it pulls <laughs> itself forward. Um, but you all make it to the door. Who's first? Probably Bahokwi. I cast taste on myself. I'm going faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have 40 foot of movement and was still running. So I whatever have, that takes me. I have 60 feet of movement now. <laughs> all right. So, so Kurak passes everyone and catches up to Bahokwi. The two of you get to the door at the exact same time. Uh, the door doesn't open. I, I punch the door. Okay. You punch the door. The wood splinters, but doesn't give. Everyone else is there. It's closer. Uh, I punch it again. The wood splinters. Does anyone else do anything else? Yeah, so you said there's no lock. Is there there's, a there's knob? A, there's, a, there's a doorknob, but you guys already tried that. Uh, uh, I'm going to... Oh, like I can't try to lock pick it? There's no lock. Hold on. I enrage. Okay. <laughs> are there... are, all right, all right, let the bards say what they want to say. Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to do, like, a, a, a spot check or an observation check on this door. Um, as far as you can immediately tell, like, you see this door perfectly. Okay. Um, there, there, there seems to be absolutely no reason why this door shouldn't be opening. It is, it, it's, it, like, the doorknob doesn't turn. It, it looks like it's a handle more than anything. Did, uh, did we try pulling instead of pushing? Yes. Um, I'm going to knock and say, please let us in. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> You all feel the ground shake as this thing was is maybe less than fifteen feet away. Uh, <laughs> I I'd like to cast a spell. Okay, what spell would you like to cast? Uh, conjure animals. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I would I would like a meat shield. 
All right, what what, what do you cast? I, uh, what do you uh, summon? I, uh, summoning uh, two beasts of rating one or lower, so uh, two brown bears. Okay, so this, so you guys begin to feel the door give as you all see Karak. I guess does anyone look back at this point? Has that hasn't already looked? I'll look, I'll look back. <laughs> you see the creature I described above delicately like it, it latches its mouth onto one of these brown bears that gives the saddest fucking bear cry you've ever heard. <laughs> no. And it begins to like suck the mass of the brown bear into its form. Like it, it's almost as if the, cl- the, the brown bear was made out of clay, like wet clay. Uh, and it just, like, absorbs it into its mouth. Uh, and as it grabs the other brown bear, the door opens and everyone falls through. <laughs> um, Rip those bears. They did us good. Yeah. That's that's some good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Throw some bears at it. Yeah. <laughs> Got a problem? Insert bear. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you guys basically kind of fall to your feet. Um, uh, the shortest of you are a, a foot or two off the ground, but everyone else is, is like on the foot on the ground. And you're standing outside the stables of the inn that you briefly uh, were at. We're back. Uh, I'm instantly going to run into the uh, the stables. Uh-huh. And I'm going to just like pat Chesapeake on the head and then climb up and start rummaging through my shit to find my armor. Okay. Uh, and then put it back on as soon as I grab it. You're just yep. never going to be without your armor now, huh? You know, I'd love to be able to tell you that I'm probably never going to, you know, make the mistake of saying I don't have my armor on again. But we all know that that's a lie, and I'm sure <laughs> I'll make this blunder again. <laughs> all right. So any, while he's doing that, what do you guys do? Uh, I vomit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna but... go to the the bar and go up to the barkeep and uh, order uh, some gear crank. <laughs> <laughs> He he gets you a, a drink of gear crank and makes sure that you're sure you want it again. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I also go and order gear crank with Karak. <laughs> you know, after the doozy of the day, uh, that Chris gonna go in the bar with everybody else that's going there and orders a shot of gear crank. <laughs> okay. You oh. are each served a shot glass of gear crank. Make Constitution saves. When you see something so terrifying in Kenny's world, the only thing that can help is gear crank. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to forget. Uh, I just rolled a 12. Okay. 20. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm joining. It's 15. Seeing as it takes me 10 minutes to put my armor on, you all have time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leonora, are you also going to drink with the rest of the party? Nope. I learned my lesson last time. All right. Um, so everyone ends up with the traditional symptoms of gear crank. Mm-hmm. I got an 18, by the way. On an my 18? Okay. Sake. That's actually really good. 
So everyone takes their shot and ends up on the ground, but everyone except for um, Vala and Pahokwi spew a gout of fire out of their mouth before they do so. The two of you that don't do that sort of are able to suppress the need to belch fire and sort of look at each other like, that wasn't so bad. Pass out. <laughs> okay, so, um, Leonara, you, I don't know where, where you are. Are you helping Nalos put his armor on, or are you watching? Yeah, I'll help Nalos. All right. So you guys get in about five to six minutes later. Uh, Nalos fully armed and armored. And you see the entirety of your party being dragged up the stairs uh, by the t- uh, tavern keeper and some other staff. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know any better. Unhand my friends. What are you doing? The innkeeper immediately drops uh, Pahokwi and his head sort of whaps loudly on a couple of stairs as his body falls back down to the floor. Uh, The tavern keep throws his hands up in the air and goes, your friends drank a lot of alcohol very quickly. Strong alcohol. We were going to put them in a room. No harm. Swears. (laughs) All right. That's probably okay. Did they pay already? No. <laughs> How much do they owe you? Four gold, sir. If you give me a fifth gold, that counts for the room. Well, I only have two. Take it to somebody. You yeah, you did sort of, it to me. Sort of, I was gonna say you sort of see him look down at Bahogui, like maybe your friend has gold. Yeah, I will. I will totally pick their pockets. Surprise! I don't have gold. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that Vala's got a lot of gold, so <laughs> honestly, I would probably pick her pocket first. I do low key have a lot of gold. <laughs> All right. Um. So, do you? How much do you take? The five gold, or do you take more? I will take four from her, and one from Kyra. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I respect that. Uh, so the innkeeper <clears throat> sort of says, would you like to take them to your room? Or I can yeah. have my men do it if you care. Yeah, let your men do it. He nods, takes the five gold, and his two helpers sort of one at a time carry your, your compatriots up to the room. Do you, I assume you all follow through? Yeah. yeah. He, they take them to, to room three and just sort of lay them out on the, you know, practical cot-like beds. All right, so they they carry our friends up. Uh, I'll give how many helpers was it? Two. Two. All right, I'll give each of them two silver. They say thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then once they leave, I'm gonna shut the door and throw like a chair or something in front of it to make sure nobody else gets in because we don't know what kind of condition this town is in now. Correct. <laughs> Yep, sorry. 
Uh, door is shut. I feel like it's barricaded. And now I'm going to go ahead and use uh, my shape water cantrip to just empty out my, uh, my water skin into the rough shape of like a hand and just slap each of them with it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. right. Each of you are awake, are awoke, are woken up. Um, Nalos and uh, Vala, you all don't have hangovers. Yeah. The rest of you do. <laughs> Oof. Uh, guys. I'm just going to, like, wake up, shake my oh. head, and go, that's a hell of a drug. Dim the lights, oh. please. Does this spell magic work on gear crank hangovers? Nope. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot to do, and I want to be out of here as quickly as we can. So we're going to check on this town, get the contract signed, deal with the lich, and then we're leaving and never coming back. <laughs> but maybe I agree to this plan. Mm -hmm. uh, this episode's called why. The Gang Gets a Hangover. <laughs> we drink to forget, but we can't forget what's right in front of us. All right, what's step one? Uh, correct. Do you have any beer? I... <laughs> step one, I uh, guess, is we little hair of the dog. check in the, the, the bars that we know the mayor likes to go to. Right? Like we were planning to do before, and then everything went terribly. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, that's so let's sounds, go bar hop. Sounds like it's still a good plan. I don't know if I feel like drinking, but we can. I mean, it's what time of day is it? Is this still the same day? It is the same day, but it's about uh, mid to late afternoon. Not quite sun setting. They've got to serve free water, right? <laughs> All right. I'll move the chair and open the door and be like, all right, let's go. Come on. Come on. We have things to do. Let's get them done. <laughs> I slowly follow. I start off just like crawling towards the door before I manage to pick myself up and walk out. I imagine whenever uh, Necro picks himself <laughs> off the ground, your two birds like like grab your shoulder scruff oh, and like God. rise you up. Yeah, just drag me out. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weekend at Birdies. <laughs> Weekend at oh Birdies. my God. Son of a bitch. That that'll be a crossover episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Necker ever dies, we're just gonna just uh, gonna carry him around with us on all our adventures. Oh uh, he can, his corpse can go on my papoose. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's disgusting. Uh, all right, it's through terrible. the door. All right, you guys go through a door, then you go down some stairs, then you go down a door again, and you're in the street. Yep. I'm going to hop on Chesapeake and be like, which bar were we going to first? Okay. Do, do, are, there, are there any weirdo villagers around? No, actually. So you guys sort of take in the scape of the township for the first time uh, again. And you can see that there are a couple um, discarded leather ponchos on the ground. 
Um, so that's kind of creepy. But there's also like regular people that seem to be all suffering from holding your head because I have head pain symptoms. Hmm. Is it same though? It is no longer raining. In fact, it looks quite nice out, although the air is expectedly humid. Is it sunny? Somewhat. I cover my eyes. <laughs> All right. All right. Head, so, head, head down the street and go to a bar, I guess. All right. Um, so the first bar of the, I think the, the barkeeper you guys talked to told you about three bars. Yes. Um, you find the first one of those in not too much time, and uh, there's a woman actively mourning outside of it. Oh. She's just, like, weeping into her hands, leaning against the side of the building. All right. Still on Chesapeake. Hand cautiously on my trident behind my back. I'll lean down and be like, "What? What's wrong, Miss?" So, sir, it's it's dreadful. the The mayor he was inside drinking, and then just almost as if someone told him, and no one heard, he immediately began to just gouge his face with his utensils while eating lunch. Huh? He just huh. lays in a bloody mess in the middle of the bar. No one has found the courage to put him to rest yet. Huh. I declare myself mayor. Wait, so is he alive? Oh, he's very dead. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thought we were going to have to mercy kill the mayor. By by rights of pillage, I I declare myself mayor of this town. (laughs) Are you okay, Uh, miss? Were you hurt? Oh, no, I just was there serving him food when he began to turn his knife and fork on himself. That does sound very scary. Um, we're sorry you had to witness that. Um, sort of slowly is there, is there a second in command we can talk to? A she, vice mayor? She She nods and says, his wife, his wife is second to the township. You can speak with her. And where would we find her? Uh, um, the, the, the town hall. Go to, follow the main road to the, the, the pier. Uh, keep the ocean to your right, and then follow the road up the hill to a pretty house. You, you should not be able to miss it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, should we should we go and drag the body out at least I uh, I don't think I would just because we don't know how this woman wants her husband's body treated uh, I'll let the town authorities deal with it I'm sure there's people around to deal with that sort of thing to be fair, after everything we've dealt with here, I'm not inclined to touch any of the, their corpses. Agreed. That's fair. I'm going to... Necro looks and just at the lady, <laughs> then turns to everyone whispers, 
to the party. Do you think this has anything to do with the Avalith evaporating in front of us? Hmm. I think it has more to do with the Avalith saying that it was in charge. It might have been controlling him in some way. Who knows? You know, if he was going to sign the contract for Chet, then he didn't need a puppet up here anymore. This some freaky ass shit. Hopefully the mayor's wife isn't also mind controlled or wasn't currently. Who knows? Let's, yeah. let's just go. Let's just go and find out. We're not fixing anything being here. I say we go talk to the mayor's wife. I mean, Nalos, if there's no more leaders of this town, I'm sure that you would absolutely love to sit on the council. I already called dibs. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's where I did call dibs. This is how, how Karak leaves the party. <laughs> and just you gotta respect the rules of dibs. That's true. <laughs> Otherwise, we're animals. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, All right so guys. Good. I, I assume you guys head down to this town hall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So you guys see a couple of other similar measures of the Abeleth's passings wake. Uh. There's a couple of instances, especially down near the pier, where you see a bunch of those leather ponchos were are discarded in like heaps and it almost looks like a seafood cart upturned just like dead sea animals just in splats the whole pier reeks Mm. well this um silent hill-esque bullshit you do see a couple of other people, but the majority of them are trying to, like, clean this place. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, but you will find yourself at the open gates that lead up to this pretty building up on, mm-hmm. uh, away from, on a hill path away from the pier. It is a pretty house, as was described. Very nicely built. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately identifiable. There is a pair of guards' clothings in lumps next to the front door. Odd. Guard clothing in lumps, you say? Yep. Like, everything that you would expect a guard to wear, like a uniform, um, just in a, in a pair of piles. Okay. Did they have any money on them? Nope. Damn it. Get out of here. (laughs) Fucking monster. Man, we're poor. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so uh, do you guys go inside? The door is wide open. Yeah. Yeah, Is it a single door or a double door? It's a single door. Alright. I'll get off Chesapeake's saddle. And I'll tell her to just stay here. If anything bad happens, rip the door down. And we'll hear it, and I'll come back out. Just be not the only way a crab can. 
and uh, trident at the ready, step into the door and say, uh, shit, do we even know the mayor's name? No. Nah. Venadun? Oh, yeah. Is that, oh, was that his first name or his last name? Um, how do you, how do you have it written? We just have it as Venadun, as one word. Um, then let's go ahead and say that was his last name. Okay. Mrs. Venadun, are you here? Your only response is a somber string instrument in the distance. It sounds like it's coming from upstairs. Alright. Could send Ghost Crow up there to check it out first. He is just yeah. a little Ghost Crow. Alright. I like this idea. Alright, so I'll send my Spectral Raven up to I guess the doorway, wherever the this musical noise is coming from. Okay. So, like, into the room with it? Or just... Or maybe he just, like, po pokes his little, like, little uh, ghost crow head around the corner. Okay. Uh, uh, so how, how far is this noise? Like, where... Not very far. It's maybe up the stairs that are directly ahead of you. And, like, down Ooh. a hallway, second door on the left. Okay, cool. So, it'll definitely be able to yeah. hear what's going on and see what's going on. Too. Or is it just... Um, Word. So do you do you take the action to see through your raven's eyes? Yes. All right. So you sort of see your ghost crow fly over there and sort of peer in through the open door that leads into the room that the music is coming from. And uh, you just see a slender half-elf woman staring out the window of, uh, that sort of looks to the sea or the ocean and she's just slowly playing the same seven notes that make a very pretty but sad song and she's just sort of just standing there staring at the ocean and playing her violin okay so i'll turn to the party and describe what i see uh, so, guys, it looks like it's just a half-elf woman playing a really sad but slow song, staring out into the ocean. Uh, pretty sad, pretty uh, creepy, but uh, nothing bad, I see. I vote we send the musician up to go have girl talk, see what she can figure out. Oh, they can play songs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which direction is she? Uh, up the stairs and directly ahead of you, second door on the left. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, walk pretty, up there. Yeah. Hmm? You can pretty acutely hear her because she's actively playing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you approach a and cracked door. I, uh, I'll... Um, knock on the door and say, um, pardon me, I heard you're playing. Um, there's no response. The, the sort of music sort of speeds up a little bit. Um, and the notes are, are a little more, uh, louder. Like she's playing a little more dedicatedly. 
at the notice of your um, appearance, but she doesn't seem to turn or, or come to you at all or even respond verbally. All right. Um, I'm going to... So right now I'm at the entrance to the room. Yeah, like the door is still cracked. You haven't really walked right. into the room yet as far I'm as I know. I'm going to push the the door open and sort of quietly, you know, and respectfully walk in and um, wait for her to maybe finish her song. See um, if, okay. you know, it's, it's rude to interrupt somebody when they're playing. So I'm going to give her like a minute and then I'll, I'll try and talk to her again if she doesn't okay. respond to my presence. So you sort of walk into the room and take in the chamber a little more than mm -hmm. the ghost crow did. Um, something that the ghost crow can't do is smell. And so you're greeted with the odor of a corpse. Ah! Oh. Um, she turns to you and she seems like a very normal half-elf woman. Uh, except you notice that the tip of the bow that she's playing with is bloody. And the hand she's playing with has smears of blood on it. But otherwise, she's a finely dressed half-elf woman who's sort of playing with closed eyes that you can see she's actively crying. Hmm. Um, I'm going to stay sort of by the entrance to the room. Do I see a body anywhere? You, the other, only other thing in the room that you can see is a large desk with a chair that's sort of um, been disrupted. Okay. Um, I'm gonna uh, ask her if everything's all right. Gently. Uh, she sort of, sort of, why, she's been playing the same sort of seven notes and just mm -hmm. repeat. And after she finishes the set of the seven, that time, after you finish your sentence, you sort of... And then she smashes her violin against the window and throws the bow to, bow to the ground and goes, I don't know who would bother with a question like that, but no. And she sort of, at that point, opens her eyes. You can see they're, they're absolutely red with crying. Uh, mm -hmm. And she goes, no, madam, not all is right. In fact, very little is right right now. Why are you here? Who are you? Um, we are um, visiting... Me and my companions are uh, traveling on behalf of uh, Chet, and um, we are reaching out to to towns like yours um, to to offer um, a a fealty relationship with Chet. Um, we. Uh, didn't mean to, you know, appear at such a such a terrible time for your town. Uh, who are less you? Than, less than an hour ago, woman who has failed to tell me her name. Yeah. I am Eliza Verdun. My late husband 
and half of this town merely an hour ago went mad or fell apart as some would report Elliot and Dutal the guards of this building just fell apart and sure my servant boy turned a knife on me I she sort of points to the bow of her violin I don't I raised him and she sort of crumbles and sort of falls to her knees and sort of begins to weep into her hands I'm sorry I failed to introduce myself properly um, my name is is Vala and uh, I'm so sorry that this happened to your town it's Truly a tragedy. Um, uh, is there, can we help um, in some way with, you know, the town's recovery? Let's rewind about 30 seconds of this conversation. The rest of the party probably doesn't hear the voice going back and forth, but you guys would have heard the violin get smashed. Mm -hmm. ah. Would I still be, like, watching this all through my ghost eyes? Uh, if you want to believe you have, yeah. I, I just, like, it was very, uh, very uh, engulfed in the scene, but I was about to say, I turned to everybody, it's like, uh, Vala is talking to the woman in a guitar who was just smashed. A guitar? Yeah, or whatever, violin, sorry. No, it's fine. I've been waiting for my boss fight with El Cabong for sessions. <laughs> so I'll mention that to everybody and see if anyone wants to go and meet up with Lala. And so I'm going to go up there. Yeah. Uh, the Miss Verdun, uh, Veradun does not really respond to your statement. She just sort of nods a couple of times, like nods when you introduce yourself and nods when you're like, can I, can we help? But she doesn't really like stand back up. Um, but I imagine it's about this point where you see and hear your party sort of walking down the hall to you. Yep. All right. I'll just gesture for them to be, I don't know, quiet. I just don't want to uh, disturb her too much. So, um, I can, you know, I guess I'll uh, I'll introduce the rest of my companions to her. And uh, at them sort of all appearing, she sort of stands up and wipes the tears from her face and sort of coughs and, and straightens herself out and goes, um, it's probably at this point you recognize she's not wearing any shoes. She's just completely fucked and not bothering with that anymore because mm -hmm. I don't know why you all are here other than this Chet person fealty but I, I can as uh, as as the active she like takes a second and as the working mayor for this township this Portland Voss I cannot in good conscience come to a decision on that sort of business today 
that that's perfectly fine. Um, you, you merely asked us why we're here. Um, you, you don't have to make a decision this moment. Um, is there is there a way that perhaps we could we could help um, your town? She nods. You all would be lovely if you could start with removing the young boy from behind the desk and sort of gestures towards the desk and bury him in the yard of the town hall. He lived and sweated for this building and those who within it, it should be where he rests. With my big, strong, muscly arms, I go and pick up this boy. Yep. It's a small boy that uh, you're able to, you know, pick up almost with just one arm if you cared to. I use one arm because I'm that strong. (laughs) God damn it. But uh, you, you know, are able to carry him out. Does anyone go to help Pahokwi bury this boy? Um... Yeah. You see that he obviously died from a deep stab wound to his eye. Okay. Um, are there other people around? Uh, she says, the, the, the woman shakes her head. No, there was only the two guards on watch. And, well, you've seen the last. I I will take the day to make heads and tails of this of, of the town hall um, I would uh, ask you all if you indeed want the best for Portland Vos to stand guard for the day and night I do not yet trust the town uh, absolutely we can uh, we can do that Um, if that's, I look back to see if there's agreement with my companions. Yeah. Yeah. Deputy guard over your house. Uh, would, do you feel okay? Are, I mean, I understand that you were attacked, but feeling strange at all other than that? She shakes her head. Whatever blight has affected the people of this town missed me i do not know how mm. nalos are you asking if she wants you no like everybody else did <sighs> crack you're yeah. you're you're good at telling if people are sick or messed up right uh yeah i can uh, i can detect magic but, uh, or I can do a medical check. I don't know. I'd like to get a, a, a more more trusted opinion. Okay. I'll uh, go just protecting some stranger in a town <laughs> full of crazy people. I'll I'll perform a medical check on this woman to see if she's all right. All right. Go ahead and give it to me. Seventeen. She's obviously in distress. Or you know, suffering the 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 reverberations of shock, 
Mm-hmm. Um, her wrist is bruised. Um, the one that is also somewhat dried with blood. Yeah. She, uh, she seems that she has not eaten, and she looks a little uh, pale. Um, but other than that, just just shook. Yeah. Okay. She'll be all right eventually. Okay. <sighs> Shooketh. I'm I'm gonna offer her some some food and water, and um, say uh, on our. I'm sorry to say, but on our way here, we came across a woman who said that um, the mayor, your husband, um, was found uh, dead in a tavern. Um, we can collect um, his body and and bury it for you as well, if you wish. She nods. Okay. Uh, she sort of walks downstairs and uh, just sort of walks into the little like foyer tea room mm-hmm. and just sort of sits in a comfortable chair and sort of looks at the couple of you that might be around and just sort of cracks a half mouth smile and then falls asleep in the chair. Mm. I'm going to hug this woman before we leave town. So, our jobs for today, then, are keep guard outside the house, mm-hmm. deal with her husband, deal with the servant boy, yep. right, bury a kid, bury a person, make sure no other crazies get to the house. Okay, that all goes quite peacefully for what it is. Uh, You just finished burying the mayor and the boy when the sun begins to fully set and it starts to get dark. Um, What's the guard rotation? How do you all proceed? I think that none of us should do it alone. We should be in groups of two for all things. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, I'm not seeing much evidence that there's still like dangerous people in this town but I do think caution is a good idea yeah so I don't know how to ask this game this question as a as in character as Nalos uh, but how are our two castery people doing like, I are you, all, are you all all set in the event that anything goes down if you take watch, or do you guys need to be on the later end of the watch rotation? Am I one of the castery people? Yes. Um, I didn't expend any spell slots, I don't think. Okay, so you are all set. Or I should I'm... say, in character, I feel rested. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. It, okay. wouldn't, it wouldn't be a problem for me to... Would a... I mean, we don't seem to be in a big hurry. Would a short rest do you any good? Well, the short yeah. rest will get him his wild shape back. Yeah. I know Necro gets any of his spells back on short rest. Well, I think I'm the only one who would. 
because ability that lets me get the get spells back on a short rest. Yep. Now warlocks do in general. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Craziness. Okay. I just wanted to to check on that before we go decide in a watch rotation. <laughs> All right. So, uh, who's first watch? Mm, I'll do first watch. Who else? I can also do first watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll do second. I'll take second with the Hokui. Uh, I'll do third watch with Nara. All right. So you guys uh, do your first watch, and, and things are sad and somewhat quiet in the town. I mean, you can hear the occasional sort of yell or, you know, shifting of, you know, large amount of lumber maybe uh, it down in the town, but you don't really see much going on for the entirety of the first watch. Okay. Go in and wake up Hokui and Alice. Go to bed. It's I awaken. It's the second watch, and I assume you guys are like patrolling around the property or whatever. Yep. But, uh... Yeah. Nalos, while you're patrolling around the front of the town, you get the first glimpses of a trail of torches along the pier, walking towards the town hall. Oh, that's... That's probably bad. Well, well can, can you see this? Yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll look and see if, like, I see anything. The best but... you all can tell, it's at quite a distance still. Like, you know, if it's a bunch of people walking, which you can tell it is, they won't be there for at least five to ten minutes. This seems like just our luck, Nalus. Yep. But it seems to be easily a hundred people. Walking towards the town hall, majority. Oh, of that's them a very torches. bright set of lights, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not, not all of them have torches, but you know, a smattering of them do. So they're, they're pretty well lit. I guess we should wake the others. Yeah, we should. We should probably wake them up. This could be bad. <laughs> this um, is the, probably the, bad. <laughs> Eliza has been asleep since she sat down in the chair. Right. So. Uh, I will go and wake her. Okay. Do you want to wake her or just our friends? Both. Okay. She stirs and goes, what is the problem, sir? There's a large crowd of people coming with torches. Uh, um, sorry. Sure. So while he's waking everybody up, I would go to the end of the property and shut the gate and okay. secure that however it normally is secured. Right. Um, so, by the time everyone sort of is woken up and comes out, I assume ready for battle or not ready for battle? Casually ready. Get, yeah, put, getting get armor on. and. I necrodose some stretches. 
Like stretch out his calves and his quads, yeah. does a few jumping jacks. I take out my little action figure of myself, give it a little kiss. Put it back in my pocket. <laughs> a little keys. A little keys. <laughs> key. Action figure keys. Uh, uh, so, yeah, um, keys. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, Leonardo? Rogue? Apparently she's just dead asleep. Yep. Alright. Or muted. That's a possibility. So... No, we cannot hear you. No. Where am I during all this? Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. Where you are, where are well, you during all this? That's why nobody's been responding to me. Um, yeah. I thought I was just unpopular. Well, oh. yeah, I'll just put on I'll put on armor. Okay. Um, where are you? You're woken up. Uh, probably in one of the guest chambers. I don't know. We didn't really talk this out. Okay. Um, where do you want to be? Um, as soon as I am roused, I'm gonna um, go down to the central, like whatever drawing room location. Okay. Where everybody seems to be gathering. All right. Um, the so Eliza approaches you since she's you're the first person she met, and she goes, Vala. What was it you were telling me before about this Chet person and fealties? I'm sorry, I don't remember much. Oh, um, you you don't need to worry about it too much at the moment, but um, Chet is um, sending a delegation to all of the neighboring towns um, asking for um, their leader's fealty. And in return, he provides, um, you know, the generous protection of um, his patronage. So this Chet would promise to restabilize the town with trade and recovery? Oh, sure. Um, he, he encourages trade throughout his... Um, his fiefdom. Fiefdom. There you go. He he's. Go ahead. Oh, um, he's looking out for, you know, the good of of all the people who, um, swear fealty to him. Uh, then I suppose the mob of people coming up will want to hear that. Uh, you all may speak first, but allow me the opportunity if things get upset. Um, certainly. Do you know what this mob wants? I have guesses, my fair friend, but I don't know. Uh, what are your guesses? Well, many of them lost family, friends, mm. their, their neighbors. I imagine that they will want reparation at the least. Hopefully not blood. With uh -huh. my husband dead, I am the ruling mayor or 
most akin to such of mm-hmm. Portland Voss. So such decision to swear fealty would be mine. I ask you all hear them out. And if you think I could be of service, gesture for me and I will come out and speak on my behalf for the town. Okay. Um, I assume everyone heard that. <laughs> Probably not Nalos. He's down by the gate. Okay. Um, I will. Um, I'm a little worried about about confrontation starting before it should. So I'm gonna go and. Um, uh, tell Nalos, you know, I definitely, definitely lock the gate, but um, I'm going to go tell him that we're going to try and reason with the crowd, and that the um, the mayor thinks that, you know, they are just upset about um, their losses, and we might be able to persuade them um, rather than you know, have to resort to violence. Sounds good. Yeah, perhaps if we are upfront that we are a delegation from the capital and aid will come under the protection of the Lord of Felwind, they will see things from our point of view. It's the best way to recovery. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go outside with you to meet with Nalos and our friend the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I assume you catch Nalos up to speed. Yep. Does anyone stay with okay. Eliza? Uh, I'll stay with her. She doesn't know you as well as Vala, but she smiles in appreciation that you're guarding her. Of course. So the mob sort of fully arrives to the gate and starts to spread out a little bit. You can see uh, a couple of them step forward. Uh, Some of them seem to be a little intimidated by Chesapeake, but one of them sort of raises the torch high and looks at Nalos and goes, you there. Where is Eliza Verdun? She's inside. What do you want? Is she your hostage? No. She asked us to keep watch in case anything else came after her today. Well, we are the people of Limvas, and we demand that a decision is made for what to happen next. Many of us have, in sort of gestures to the group, many of us have had to bury our loved ones today. Friends and family. It is her right, responsibility, if she still draws breath, to run this town, damn it. Okay. Well, if you all would be so kind as to calmly wait here, uh, then we can try and figure out what happens next together. 
because right now I don't think anybody knows what to do about what's happened. I'm going to interject and say, um, please keep in mind that she has also lost people today. Um, I realize she has a responsibility as a leader, but um, bear, bear this in mind. Um, I'll step forward as well um, and look at the man and say, our group is of a delegation sent by the capital. The Lord of Felwyn Forest offers his protection and aid in rebuilding the town in return for fealty, as the other ta cities in Felwyn have so far. Uh, at that, you can hear a couple people amongst the group sort of cheer. Not many, but some. At the cheers, I raise my voice more. <laughs> we... As the heroes who have defeated the Aboleth that held your town in an iron grip of tendrils have returned to bring news that you will not suffer. Fucking ham. Yeah. <laughs> we will see this town rebuilt. And with that, I mean, before even Eliza is brought to attention to come out, the uh, a sizable swath of uh, the the town mob is uh, is cheering. Uh, although um, the the couple of people that step forward like shush them and yell at them to pipe down and goes, "We will hear it from her, not from outsiders." Nara, I think, or uh, Vala, I think it's time to get her to come out now. Okay. I'll, um, I'll walk back inside uh -huh. and uh, say, um, tell her that um, the crowd is, is requesting to speak to her. We have um, spoken in in your favor and explained why we are here. Um, I think they would be greatly reassured by uh, your presence. She nods and goes, very well, I must speak to them. Uh, so she steps out with you all and she sort of says the same thing that Pahokwe did to the crowd uh, and says, do you all have the contract? for this pledging of fealty and protection? Yes. I would assume that Chet gave that back to us. I have the contract. It is in my inventory. What? The one that he took from me? No. I have a contract in my inventory, unless, like, it's the last thing that was added to my list. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay, so you hold it out, and she signs it and it disappears just like every other one and uh with that you all can hear a alarm horn from the other side of town the front gates and that is where we're going to end it tonight <laughs> this tower yeah. is great we didn't die you know, there's that's true. <laughs> We've got that going day. for us at least. 
So, as always, I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's session. I know I did. Uh, we had our whole party starting off the top with our warlock. Hey, it's Cody. It's your boy. Next time. Our rogue. Bye, guys. This is Leonara. I will see you next week. Our druid. Hey, this is Karak. I'll see you next week. Our fighter. Hey, this is Nalos. Thanks for listening. Our barbarian. This is Ku playing Pahokui, representing the many heroes of Portland Voss. God damn it. And our boss. See you next week. Hi, this is Lauren. See you next time. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye.